Last week, on December 5th, the Albany Common Council had their regular meeting. In the public comment period, multiple speakers addressed the new rules for licenses to sell cannabis. My name is Matthew Robinson. I own Essential Flowers. I'm one of the first cannabis dispensary recipients in New York. Um, I'm here today, you know. I'm here because I want you all to know that though I want to be profitable and successful, I want to make sure I give back to my community, to where I'm from that raised me. It's very important to me. My whole life, I've always wanted to have an opportunity to show, you know, just because I'm a young African-American male from a disadvantaged neighborhood doesn't mean count me out. It doesn't mean to walk past me or brush me off. Oh, I am somebody. And I'm important, and I want to teach and show the youth behind me that you can make it, you can be successful. You, know, you don't got to turn to street violence and stuff like that. There's other ways. I want to teach knowledge. I want people to grow and develop. It's very important for me to see that. And like I said, of course, I want to be successful. That's, it's major. And my life has changed over the last week or so. Everything is different. The state has been working very hard to pass this initiative and to move forward, to be very progressive. And we're doing something totally different from other states. You know, in New York, we're blessed to have seen other mistakes that the other states have made, and we correct it, and we move forward. I'm proud to say I'm from New York. I'm proud to say I'm from Albany, New York. Just to see the state doing so much to try to fix some of the injustices that you know, have occurred through history, it means something. You know, the state isn't perfect. Nobody's perfect. They're going to do the best they can, just like you guys can do the best you can. Just like I'm going to do the best I can. And at the end of the day, that's the only thing we can ask for. Just do our best, move forward, stay positive, and keep going. My name is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire. I'm a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I've been practicing cannabis law for a very long seven years and legalizing in states all across this country, including Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, New York, Iowa, Nebraska, and so many others. So it's, it's a great day to be here in New York. I'm a native New Yorker. I moved back to New York to do this work and support the development of a diverse, high-performing, robust cannabis industry for the state that I'm from. I am so proud of Matthew. I believe in second chances. And this is a perfect demonstration by the state of New York that we are people that believe in second chances as well. Uh, in my work, most of it has been around what I call the three pillars of excellence, which are social justice, social equity, and social responsibility. Community reinvestment is at the core of everything that cannabis can bring to communities. Uh, there's a huge economic development component. And cannabis is a plant of restoration, so it restores economies, it restores people with chronic illness, and it helps people with recovery from addiction issues. Um, with that said, I also am the COO of the Justice Foundation. Uh, the foundation is based in New York City, and we help legacy cannabis operators get into the legal cannabis market. 
When we speak about legacy cannabis operators, we're talking about those who were the dealers, hustlers, uh, sellers, commercializers, infrastructure builders of the cannabis industry. Our three-pronged approach to support includes one, application support, which is what we're demonstrating today with uh, Mr. Robinson, um, two, career development and a career placement, and then three, looking at these brands that have been developed in the streets and on farms that have a following and getting them licensed into licensed dispensaries. So I am here to offer my support to the Albany community, um, and I want to see more Matthews. Thank you for the work that you guys have done to get us to this point. I know uh, that there have been many conversations with legislators, with the regulators. Um, there's been a s significant amount of scrutiny to make sure that we are walking the talk. And I know that you will continue to hold those who are rule makers accountable while facilitating the emergence of this new industry. Following the public comment period, the council introduced and voted on new resolutions and local laws. The issue that garnered the most discussion was the fair share resolution, which called on the state to provide extra funding for Albany to accommodate the space and resources of hosting state government and its infrastructure. Councilman Anani introduced the resolution. I ask that my colleagues join me in supporting this resolution, requesting that the state provide Albany with its fair share. Uh, to provide the $15 million at minimum needed to make sure that our city can continue to operate without putting a strain on the hardworking residents and business owners of our city who already pay a great deal in taxes. As an Albany resident, I can say that I'm happy that we are the center of state government. Uh, it brings positive economic activity to our city. However, as a resident, one cannot ignore the cost of being the center of state government. Large portion of our space cannot be taxed to generate revenue needed to pay for city services because the state occupies majority of them. Tens of thousands of state workers, much of whom live outside of the city, commute into the city using our roads, our streets, and depend on our city government to maintain them all without contributing a cent to the upkeep. That cost is paid for by the taxpayers of Albany. Without the 15 million in state, and capital city funding, our city faces severe cuts that will make it extremely difficult to provide the municipal services the residents deserve. Or to prevent these cuts, Albany will need to look at raising property taxes by unprecedented 15 to 20%, or to go into receivership, which will cost the state significantly more than what is being requested. These are scenarios that our residents do not deserve that our city and our state should work to avoid. Hopefully with this resolution, combined with the mayor's advocacy and our state representative's advocacy and our efforts at the local level, we can make this permanent state funding a reality so that Albany can get its fair share and continue to be excellent host to state government. Councilman Derek Johnson. If we can't have this in a permanent um, state, then maybe we need to start having conversations about a commuter tax because I believe um, they did the numbers on it and it looks like $25 million that we possibly could be looking at in commuter tax. And when we talk about programming and community centers and, and things that are 
near and dear to the 15 people that represent each ward in the city, I think that that would be a game changer in, in the discussion that we have with whoever's in the um, corner office. So these are things that should be brought up in that um, conversation because in other um, areas where you have this type of transient going on in communities, it's some type of off financial offset. Councilman Thomas Hoey. You know, we asked for 15 million, but we know inflation will eat away at that. And we have to come up with other ways to, uh, to increase revenue. But I do want to make a point. 65% of the property in Albany is either state or nonprofit owned, and we're not getting tax revenue on it. So that leaves us with 35% left. Now, during the last few sessions, we've been hearing that 65% of the residents actually rent in this city. So out of that 35%, 65% of that. And we're putting up all these developments where you have hundreds of people living in a building that's getting a 20 and 30 year tax break and we still have to provide the services, fire, police, roads, and we're giving huge tax breaks to, to corporations and some of them don't even exist in our area. They're from out of state, out of country. So every time that you see these big buildings going up and we're giving 20 and 30 year tax breaks, it's going to hit us. I mean, did we have these problems 20, 30 years ago when most of the people owned their own houses and paid taxes on those houses? I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I want us to think about things when we do allow stuff to happen in our city. The resolution passed unanimously. For Hudson Mohawk Magazine, this is Moses Nagel.